It is a new year. And God is doing a new thing. Amen. Amen. Our God is a promise keeper. I'm going to talk about promises today. But God is a promise keeper. That for all of us and everybody standing, sitting here this morning, that before you were formed in your mother's womb, that God put a promise, that there was a call of God that he put on your life. There was a call of God, a mandate from heaven that you live to accomplish in this world, here and now. And God is faithful to his word. And God never changes. And God never fails. And God never lies. And the word of God that he put on your life at the infant stage, before you were born, he's watching over the promise is he put on you. Our God is a promise keeper. Our God, he never fails. Our God, we can put our trust in him. We can put our stake in him. We can put complete trust in our God because he never fails. Our God is a promise keeper. And as simple as that sounds like, if you understand and live in the understanding of knowing that every word that has been spoken over your life, every prophetic word that has been given to you, every word that God has spoken over you, that God will fulfill, this will transform your world. Our God is a promise keeper. Throughout the Bible, God reveals himself as a faithful God. Throughout history, God has revealed himself as a faithful God. He is a God who never fails. And throughout history, God has kept his promise to his people. And we're going to talk about that this morning. God reveals himself to Moses as Jehovah or Yahweh. And the implications behind that is that, is that Jehovah and what comes after Jehovah is what defines who God is. That God is faithful to his word. The strength of Jehovah is based on the words that comes after Jehovah. So when God says, I am Jehovah, he's, what he's saying is that I'm making a promise to you. When God says, I am who I am, I am who I am, and I'm going to be who you want me to be, in your life, in your situation, to accomplish what I need to accomplish in your life. God is saying, I am not a liar. I am a promise keeper. Amen? I am who I am. And God will be who you need him to be. 
Wherever you're at this morning, God can be who you need him to be. God can step into your life this morning and change everything about everything concerning your life because he is God. And if I was reading my Bible this morning, I'll let you know that there is nothing, nothing that you'll ever go through, nothing that you're going to face this year that the blood of Jesus wasn't enough. There is nothing too hard for God. Only believe there is nothing impossible with God. Only believe whatever this year brings to you, I need you to know that nothing is too hard for God and God is a promise keeper. And that this year, we get to see the manifestation of the promises that God has spoken into our lives. That this year, we get to see in real life, in real time, the blessing of God, the glory of God in the land of the living. That this year, we get to see the miracle working power of Jesus Christ manifest in your life, in my life, in your life, because God is a promise keeper. So when we call him Jehovah Jireh, he promises to be your provider. Our God, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. There is nothing that you need that provision was not made for. If you need peace, Jehovah Shalom, he is the only one, regardless of what you're going through, that can give you peace that blows your mind away. The peace without understanding. The peace that we can't even fathom. That peace only comes from God. That you're going to be in the middle of a storm, but be asleep. Because the peace of God is resting over you. I will give you peace that passes understanding. The Bible says in Isaiah 26.3 that you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust you. When I need help in times of trouble, Jesus said, I promise God said, I promise to be Jehovah Nissi. I'll give you victory. I'll raise up the banner of your hand and give you victory over your enemies. Nothing will come in the way of the promise that I have made to you because I am God. I will be Jehovah Shema when they leave you. When nobody shows up. I'll still be there. When they drop you, I won't drop you. And that is the God that we serve. When they leave, I stay. When they go, I stay. When they don't show up, I show up for you. Because I am a promise keeper. David said in Psalm 37, I have been young. Now I'm old, and I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants 
begging for bread. Why did he say that? Because he understood. God was a promise keeper. That God is a covenant making God. And that God is a covenant keeping God. He just doesn't make a promise to you. He has the ability to keep the word that he has released over your life. God is the only one that can keep the word that he has spoken over the life. And I know that this morning, there are some of us that are sitting here and we are pregnant with the glory of God. We are pregnant with the new ideas. We are pregnant with ideas that will write books that will transform the world. We are pregnant with business ideas. We are afraid to step out. I need to remind you this morning that God is a promise keeper. You don't have to sit on the promise that is put in you anymore. If you move, he'll move. If you go, he'll go. If you step forward, he'll meet you in the middle because he is good and that every promise that you're sitting on that's yet to come to fruition in the name of Jesus I declare this morning you will sit no more in the name of Jesus I declare this morning you will take a step forward in the name of Jesus I declare this morning that you begin to call Everything that's not as though it is. That you begin to call what has spoken into your life into fruition. That you begin to work and do your part in the promise of God over your life. Because God, our God, is a promise keeper. And I know... You have to talk to me. <laughs> God, God is able to step into any situation. He's able to override any situation. He's able to alter any circumstance. He's able to move what needs to be moved so he can accomplish the promise of God in your life so he can see you walk in the authority and the grace of heaven that is designed for you from the beginning of time because before you were formed he knew you. That, those are not just pretty words. That is what God in heaven said. Before you were formed in your mother's womb. I wonder how many times we walk around thinking that we just dropped and we just sunk here and we just became. That you are here for a reason. And if you understood that, that you are here for a reason, that such a time as this is talking about you. Every promise that God made for you for such a time as this, you need to step out into faith and see that such a time as this happened for you in your life. Nothing can come in the way of the promise that God has made for you. Nothing, nothing can stop the call of God in your life. 
Nothing. The only person that can come in the way of what God has purposed for you is you and me. Nothing can come in the way of what God has called you into. When, gets in the, when things get in the way, God has the ability to just move them. When people get in the way, <laughs> I don't know what he does. But <laughs> God has the ability to do what he needs to do. His promise for you and his call for you this year and his word for you is this year is that as you navigate this year you remember that God is a promise keeper. That God is a promise keeper. And that God has put a call, his call on your life. Our city depends on you raising up and walking in your calling. Our country, our nation depends on you walking and functioning in the call that God has put on your life. Your friends, they depend on you. Your children, they depend on you. Lying down and rolling over all night and praying, that is good. But at some point, you have to get up and learn how to love them. At some point, you have to learn how to be kind and how to be gentle and how to steward relationships. That's your part in the kingdom to play. God can do that for you. It's time this year that we would grow up and walk in the call and the gift of God in our life. When God made a promise to Moses and he said, I'm going to use you to lead Israel out of Egypt. The Red Sea got in the way and God moved it. When Jesus lay in the tomb and it looked like it was all over, the tomb God in the way. God moved it. When David stood in front of a giant that was going to define the call of God in his life, Goliath got in the way. God moved it. When Moses, used, when God used Joshua to take Israel into the promised land, the walls got in the way. They came tumbling down. I say that to say this. There is nothing that can come in the way of what God has ordained for you. Is there anything that is too hard for God? Is there anything that our God cannot do? Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Because our God will keep his promise. Every word that has been released over your life. Concerning your destiny and purpose, God will keep his promise over you. I can say for myself that there are things that have come into the way of God's promise in my life. People came in the way sometimes. My own insecurities have come in the way many, many times. The things that I struggle with have come in our way many, many times. 
And very recently, a virus came in the way of what God has put on my life. And when I sat in the hospital bed, I lay on that bed and I heard the doctor say, let's incubate him, call his wife. God stepped back into eternity and he looks right at me and he said, not now, get out of the way. Because he's a God and he still heals today. And there is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing you need to fear. If God is for you and if God is for me, who can be against us? No virus and no sickness and no disease and no affliction. Nothing but nothing but nothing but nothing. Nothing because our God, he is promise keeper. He is a promise keeper. He can step into your situation and he can change everything. And I know this sounds very, very simple, but the kingdom of God was always and will always be intensely simple, intensely practical, God is very practical. God, it, it, this, you, you weren't supposed to lay in bed late at night trying to figure out God. He is faithful. We have tried him and we have sinned. He is faithful. In the season of pandemic in this church, we tried him and we saw that our God was faithful. He protected you. He preserved you. He took care of you. He hid you because he's faithful. And I'm still recovering my voice from being under oxygen. But I can declare this morning, the devil is going to pay for every moment. He will pay for every day that I lay in the bed. He will pay in the name of Jesus. Because the promise of God on my life, it has to be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Nobody can do what God called me to do here on earth. Nobody can accomplish your assignment the assignment God gave you was for you and only you. And that's why it's really important that you take those promises and the words that have been spoken over you and that this year you steward them and begin to call them out in the name of Jesus. Begin to do what you need to do to see them come into fruition in the name of Jesus because our God is a promise keeper. I want to look in the Bible. There are two kinds of promises. <clears throat> there are the promises where God says, I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I'm God. And that's just what I do. And there are promises that God says, I need you to call labor with me. I need you to partner with heaven. And together we're going to accomplish what I have, my, my call on your life. Sometimes, because we're human, we feel like God is not doing the thing he said he was going to do. That I've been in prayer. I've prayed and I've fasted. I've taken time of work and I've spent time in the presence of God. But nothing is happening. I'm here to tell you this morning, God sometimes looks at us like he's saying, but you're not doing your part. 
You cannot pray your marriage into a good one. You got to do the work. You cannot raise your children in the ways of the Lord if you have no community. Nobody is speaking in your life. You have to do the work. You can't be a lawyer if you never went to school. You can pray all you want. Ain't going to happen. You got to do your part. You will never stand in a hospital room as a doctor if God has put that gift in you and you have prayed and prayed and didn't go to school. It's not going to happen. The Bible says, the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. If and then if you do your part, I will do my part. If you step out and start walking forward, I will meet you in the middle. Is, are you getting this? You move, I move. You move, I move. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then I'll collaborate with you. Then I'll release my grace. Then I'll walk with you to make sure that that degree that you're working on to become a doctor and it's very hard for you to study. I'm going to be beside you. I'm going to be your motivator. I'll make sure I'll bring people around you to help you navigate the tough questions and the tough answers. If my people and then If you, we, would obey his word, God promises to do his part. If we, if you, would obey his word, God will do his part. And God does not just speak. His word. The Bible says that God watches over his word. God watches over his word. The word of God, when it's released, it cannot come back void. Why? Because God watches over his word to make sure that everything that it was intended to accomplish it is going to accomplish the bible is for real what god says he says 
And it doesn't matter what you think, what you believe. He is God. He is sovereign. He is the only one that can say and it will be. He's the only one that can say and comes into existence. Nobody else in all creation has been able to, be able, has been able to say, let there be light. And there was light. God watches over his word. In Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12, it says, The word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I see the branch of an almond tree, I replied. The Lord said to me, You have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. He is watching to see that every word that he has spoken into your life is fulfilled. And I know that I'm repeating myself a whole lot, but I want you to go home knowing that the promise that God has made to you, God is going to keep it. You need to believe that in your heart. You need, that has to be the core of who you are. That God, my God is a promise keeper. Don't just sing the song. Live it out. Don't just sing the song. Don't just talk the talk. Walk the talk. That our God, he is a promise keeper. That our God, he is a way maker. That is for real. This is not a movie. God is a promise keeper. And God is a way maker. And some of you are sitting here today because he made a way for you. You knew you weren't supposed to be here today. But God, in his sovereign power, he saw his call on your life. He preserved you because he's watching over his word, every word spoken over your life. God says, I speak. I release you with the help of the Holy Spirit. Then I step back and I watch to make sure that nothing can come in the way of your destiny. That nothing can come in the way of the promise that I made to you. His promises are yes and amen. His promises, they are for real. You don't need to go home and digest that. You don't need to go home and figure that out. God's promise are real. It's that simple. You don't need a Bible study about that. His promises for your life, they are real. If you believe him and you'll do your part, if my people who are called by my name, if and then, if you do, you are then God will do his because he's sovereign and he's a promise keeper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, in Genesis 22.10, the Bible says that Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. You all know the story. And it's like God stepped into the situation. He stepped back and he looked into the situation and at that moment he had to make sure that he kept his promise to Abraham. Nothing was going to mess up the promise of God 
concerning the son of promise over Abraham. So he removed Abraham out of Abraham. So he can allow, so he can allow Abraham to move in faith. And the Bible says he's now about to sacrifice his son. The Bible says that he stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. I don't think that the knife was that far. I think the stretch was within Abraham to see if he had enough capacity in his heart to trust the God who is a promise keeper. The purpose of the stretching wasn't that the knife was there and he had to grab it. The purpose was, can you trust me? I gave you a son. Now I'm asking you to kill your son. Can you trust me? And we complain because somebody didn't greet you when you came to church. Look at that story. The man didn't complain. He stretched with everything in his might. He opened up the capacity and the tongue of his faith to say, God, I don't want to do this, but I trust you. God, I, this is a son of promise, and you know what it took, but I trust you. God, this makes no sense, but I trust you. God, I don't know what I'm going to tell my wife, but I trust you. God, this is messed up. You're supposed to be a loving God. You're supposed to be a giving God, but I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you because I know you are a promise keeper. Abraham, up to this point, he had done almost everything in his life to please God. But this one was a stretch for him. And for someone this morning, that God will be asking you today to stretch out of your comfort zone and do something that he called you to do. And it's confirmed over your life. Time after time after time after time. But Bonnie Henry got in your head. Time after time after time after time. And God is asking you to stretch and find enough capacity in your faith tank to believe a God who never fails. Some of the promises that God has put in your life, the ideas that are going to change the world, are sitting there waiting for you to stretch, to stretch, to stretch, to stretch. If my people who are called by thy name, if my people who are called by thy name, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, then... I, the God of heaven, I will show up for you in your situation. I will show up for you in your dilemma. I will show up for you in your frustration because I am a promise keeper. What is God speaking to you concerning areas that have laid there and you are supposed to do something? 
but you just prayed. And I'm not minimizing the power of prayer. We need to be a praying people. I'm very passionate about prayer. And I feel like sometimes in our culture, we've created a church that has incredible people who don't know how to pray. Because we have become seeker sensitive. That you can go to church and go home and you can't even pray for your children and bad news to end. Prayer is important. Prayer is important. You have to call out to God on every situation. And after you've done that, you need to do your part. If you need to go to school, go to school. If you need to go to counseling, get some help. You can't show up in the palace wearing street clothes from Compton. Palace clothing requires pa- palace entrance, requires palace and palace attire. And some of you, you have been dead for way too long. You have been in sorrow for way too long. You have stayed in your mess for way too long. It's time to get out. So he looks at Moses and he says, and I'm going to end soon. He looks at Moses, he says, Raise your staff. Stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israel can go through the sea on dry land. What if you stretched out your heart concerning areas that have kept where you are? I know you're doing pretty awesome. But there's more for you. There is more for you. There is more for you. And there is more for you. There are people in our city that if they die today, you know where they're going. And we sit here and we say we love them, but we do nothing. God is going to require more from you. Salvation is free. Everything else is going to cost you something. And this year, you need to stretch. As a church, we need to find a way to stretch out our faith and begin to believe God for the impossible. If we only believe for the possible, we have no faith in God. Faith comes when you believe in a God who can do what you're not able to do. Who can open a door that you can't open. Who can move a mountain that in your finite power you're not able to move. Who can create a door and a room where there's no door. Who can hit the wall right there and create a window for you to go out. And so he tells Moses, stretch. Raise your hand and stretch out your hand. Stretch your hand over the sea. And sometimes you find yourself in a position where there seems to be no way to go forward. But God sits at a different place. And he is the only one. That can see your beginning and he can see your ending. And that your job was only to move forward and keep moving 
and keep moving. This is what happens in the story. He says to Moses, for you to cross to the other side, you're going to have to stretch just a little bit. If you will stretch, if you will work at it, if you will learn this simple idea, how to love and love people well, how to smile and actually be genuine in your smile, how to care and show that you care and that you're present. This is stuff that changes the world because our children, they hung out with the gang, in, in, in the gang zones and, and become part of this gang community because they are just looking for acceptance. And what if we would stretch a little bit and learn to love well? It's his goodness that leads everybody to salvation. It wasn't your judgment. And it wasn't my judgment in terms of how bad they are and how messed up they are. It was always the goodness of God. And God is more than able and God is capable to handle his own. He is a promise keeper. When you stretch in faith, the things that you thought were dead will come alive. When you stretch in faith, the hopeless situation, God will give you hope. When you stretch in faith, the doors that have been shut, God is able to open a door that no man can open and no man can shut. I am not depending on your contacts to do what God has called me to do. You can keep him. Because my God is able to open doors that no man can shut. I don't care about who you know and who you sit with. That is irrelevant to me. Because my God, he is a promise keeper. Do you guys believe that? Are you learning something this morning? The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he'll make your path straight. For your heart to be filled with trust, you cannot lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You're going to need the trust You're going to need your heart to be filled with trust. To be able to stretch in areas that you've never been able to stretch in. To be able to go to places you've never gone before. To be able to trust in a way you've never trusted before. To be able to call on heaven in a language you've never used to call on heaven before. You're going to have to fill your tank with trust. Full trust. Complete trust. Leaning not on your own understanding. Because you don't know everything. 
And you need community. And we need each other to go places that we've never been. We're going to go there together as a community, as a church, as a people of God, as lovers of Jesus. We are going together. You are never called to live on an island and to have God on an island. You are called to be in community, planted in community. Let me talk about being planted. And then we'll finish. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, because God has called us as a people, I'm going to say this because I believe in community and that's my life. It's changed my world. And if you're not in a life group, what's wrong with you? Anyways. <laughs> but I think sometimes we confuse being planted with being buried because they look the same. You dig in the ground and then you put in the ground and they look very similar, but they're not similar. I had somebody say this. That being planted is what gives you capacity and opportunity to allow us to speak into your life. Because it's really easy to actually be buried and think you are planted because they look the same. And so that you can come here and you can shout and you can jump and you can do everything that looks really good. But when we tell you you need to get a job, you get offended. It's because you are never planted. You are buried. And I feel like for some of us this morning, maybe in some areas we haven't understood that we thought we were planted, but we were actually buried. When you bury, you bury to get rid of. When you plant, you plant so that what comes forth out of the seed is a mango, because I love mangoes. <laughs> or maybe a papaya. Because they're the best. It's not the North American mango. Those are not good. They taste funny. It's a mango that comes from Africa. It comes from the island. It just comes from somewhere else. But here is the deal. In between the planting and the incredible mango that Superstore has never able to, been able to give me, it's a process that we can't miss and that's the process of watering and fertilizing and that is where you allow your community to speak into your life when is the last time the soul of your heart was watered
When is the last time you allowed somebody to come alongside you and speak truth into your life and you are receptive to the truth and you cultivated a spirit that allowed you to change and go to the next level? When is the last time you received correction without getting offended and saying they think they know everything? No, you don't know everything because you have confused being buried to being planted. So this morning, as we go and step into our next year, this is what I need you to believe. It's what I need you to remember that your God is a promise keeper. And that it's really, really important that you're planted in a community of people that love you. Our God is a promise keeper. And I know that there are promises in this room. There are multi-million ideas sitting on these chairs this morning that you have been afraid to step out and do the goal. Because if you go, he'll meet you in the middle. If you move, he'll move. If you stop, he stops. And I feel like some of you are sitting on ideas that are going to change your world. Some of you are sitting on talents that are going to change your culture. Some of you are sitting today on ideas that will help us reach the city of Aldergrove in one day and change it. Can God save a nation in a day? I'm just talking about a city. You're sitting on those ideas and you're waiting for somebody else to do it. But God said, this is the year. I've washed over your word. When the enemy was going to take you out and you got sick, I was there watching over your word. I stepped in. When you derailed and started doing things that were opposite of the kingdom of heaven, I stepped into the situation. I washed over my word over your life. Because I knew that you were called for such a time as this. And God has washed over your word from the beginning of time. Because before you were formed in your mother's womb. Not pretty word. That is the word of God. He knew you. He showed you. He appointed you. He destined you. He put purpose on your life. And he has stewarded that purpose. He has washed his word over your life. And this morning that you would respond and do your part. Between you and God, no ministry team this morning. Worship team is going to pray. And we're going to engage heaven for his promise for our lives this year. Because our God is a promise keeper. Let's all stand up in the presence of God. God will meet you today. Take a step of faith. That means leave your chair. If you never left your chair before because you are afraid of who's going to see you leaving your chair, you're missing out on the promise. Remember, it's the God of heaven who has stewarded you. Some of you are here today. You know, if it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be here today. So this year, God is going to keep the promise that he has spoken over you. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, I release your word over your people. And I pray that God, every promise that you have given them, 
every prophetic word that have been spoken over our lives, God, that Father, this year, in 2022, we would see an increase in the level of our walk with Jesus, our intimacy with God, our giftings in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release the rain of heaven to fall on every soil that thought that, that is buried, God, and begin to fertilize the soil. And Father, we want we declare to God, there will be growth, there will be fruit in the name of Jesus. We will no longer confuse being buried to being planted, but God that will be planted in the name of Jesus. We release the fruit of the Holy Spirit over everyone in this place in Jesus' name. We're going to do exploits because if God be for us, who can be against us? I bless you this morning in Jesus' name. If you need prayer, come to the presence of God and go after heaven. Hallelujah.